0: Welcome back, listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to How I Met Your Podcast, Runkle Recaps. Today, we're covering Season 2, Episode 6, Aldrin Justice. And with me, as always, is the hottest cougar in podcasting, Jen Runkle.
1: How dare you? I'm not that old yet.
0: You know, he defined cougar in this episode as, like, 40s. But when I was in my 20s and we talked about women in their mid-30s, we were talking about them as cougars, so... I think it's five weeks, only because I think I remember us saying four weeks last week. That's, what
1: I, <laughs> that's the only measure of time I have anymore.
0: But we're doing pretty well. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I think we're sort of in a groove now, and mm-hmm. yes, I would like to break out, but it's not getting worse. It's not getting like more claustrophobic. Or mm-hmm. I think uh, like week three was probably the worst, where I was like, "Oh, when is this going to end?" Now I'm kind of like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I think I I sort of see the ending, and I think we'll be back in it again, even when they. Do ease up on restrictions, and so I think we're going to be in, in in and out of this quite a bit, and that's just how it's going to be for a while. And I'm okay.
1: I'm just taking it week by week. I can't start to think too far ahead, and then I'll start to panic. So, as of now, we haven't run out of TV to watch, or games to play, or puzzles. Nor to shall made. we. So we're we're doing just fine. Well, I'm not.
0: I'm not really getting to watch any more TV than I was during normal times. You know, I I yeah. guess maybe a little bit on the weekend, but. I mean, we work until 5, 5.30. Right. When I work, what I have allowed myself is when I work, I sort of keep track of the things I do and the tasks I do and add them up at the end of the day to make sure I'm doing enough work. And um, <laughs> And what I've sort of allowed myself is to count the time that I'm having to step aside and spend with Tyler to get mm-hmm. him ready for a, a class or a, an assignment or to sit down with him to help him with something. That way I don't feel like, okay, now I gotta get back to work and work, you know, make up the work. Right. I think, you know, our, our jobs now as employee parents mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. to be taken seriously.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I was listening to one of the latest Dak Shepherd podcasts, armchair expert, and he was talking about the things that, you know, he's happy about being with his family and such and they had a big conversation about it. are we allowed to express being happy because there's so many people out there that are suffering and you know it's okay to say you're happy right now and to
1: i think it's fine to have a positive attitude and to recognize that our life is fine while recognizing that that is not the case for a lot of people you know i don't know that we want to like shout it from the rooftops but i think you know Within the confines of our home and our podcasts, okay to say like we're we're doing okay, but not everybody is.
0: And we're very lucky,
1: and we're you know trying to help out where we can and where is feasible for us.
0: Did you run into any fun facts you want to say up front about this episode?
1: No, not up front. Though they kind of get woven in.
0: I have a couple news-worthy mentions here. Okay. So one, I had mentioned that I thought that. Alison Hannigan was on a show with Jason Biggs now. Mm-hmm. Actually, she was just a guest. I, I kind of ran across an episode where she's being a guest, her and Eddie K. Thomas, who played Finch
1: mm. in
0: American Pie. So the, it was this whole American Pie reunion, quote-unquote. Right. And they were a couple that Jason Biggs' character and his wife were looking to maybe become friends with.
1: What's so Jason Biggs
0: on? It's, I'm sorry, it's called Outmatched. Nice. They've had one season of ten episodes.
1: What channel is that
0: on? I didn't dig that far. Oh,
1: okay, so I've never heard
0: of that. Being that it's 10 episodes, my guess is probably... Well, I don't I don't know, because I wouldn't have... If it's streaming, I wouldn't have clicked on it. It almost seems like something I, I you know, was changing channels. Although, we don't really do that anymore. Change channels, <laughs> right. click through channels. So, I, don't, I can't remember how I ran across it. Okay. That being said, I mean... It, I must have turned on the TV and it was on a station that was already on it. So my guess is it's, uh, you know, cable. Okay. But Alison Hannigan has been on a season of a cartoon voicing a can- – uh, on a cartoon called Fancy Nancy voicing a character. But she's not the lead of it. Oh, interesting. I try and pick up news by I think I've mentioned this before doing Google um, word recognition and getting uh, mm-hmm. updates that way. So on the main characters, and then on how I met your mother itself, mm-hmm. and I maybe one out of fifty emails I get something that I want to pull and mention. But there's a lot of you know top ten moments of this on how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. There's there's like five of these articles a week,
1: That's really maybe
0: more, maybe more like ten articles a week. But it's pretty much all from, and I mentioned this before, a website called Screen Rant. Mm-hmm. So I went on, I was like, is it the same person constantly writing on Screen Rant about How I Met Your Mother and they just can't get over the show? <laughs> and so I looked at it and there was like four different people doing these posts about How I Met Your Mother. It's an entertainment news site, one mm-hmm. that probably a lot of people, maybe some have heard of, i never heard of it. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that they have a How I Met Your Mother beat on this right? entertainment site. It's kind of a strange choice to post so much about a show that only had really mild you know, middle popularity. It never really reached great rating numbers.
1: No, I think there's a very dedicated following to the show though. Like I've been several Facebook groups that are like, you know, How I Met Your Mother Related and people are posting constantly in it about, you know, rewatching the show or watching it for the first time and what they think of the characters or this episode. So. And
0: thank God for that because we would be out of a job otherwise.
1: Do you get paid for this podcast?
0: Oh, I didn't mention that. <laughs> well, maybe Screen Rant can become a, a,
1: a sponsor. sponsor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Screen Rant has like 6.5 million subscribers. Hmm. At least that's the numbers they're advertising. Okay, Aldrin Justice, thoughts to kick it off? Episode. Yeah, when, we, when we talked about it last week, I had mentioned the whole Hammond Druthers piece, but I completely forgot about the law professor, which yeah. I think weighs almost equally in this story. It's not quite as good, but I thought it was, you know, that could have, if that was a season one episode, we would have loved it because it just had that piece. If that, if that piece alone was in a season one episode.
1: Yeah, for reason I was thinking this storyline was in later seasons. I didn't remember it being this early into season two. So, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise.
0: To, I think to state it more accurately, that one story could have carried an episode by itself. So we had sort of two great stories that, mm-hmm. you, you know, if only one of them were there and the rest of it wasn't that good, it would have still been a good episode.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Jumping in, we start off with the narrator talking about, you know, your late 20s not everyone has their life figured out, and then we go into Lily and a montage of jobs she's trying out.
1: Yeah, so Lily's still figuring herself out after her San Francisco adventures, and you know, kind I think the last piece of this before her and Marshall get back together is you know figuring out what she wants to do. And we've kind of speculated on this before, like, okay, how is she affording anything right now? Like, what's she doing for a job? And so now we're starting to... Get a little bit of background We do eventually that. get that
0: answer, yes. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the jobs she has?
1: So she... I know it's hard to say if she ever actually does anything with all of these. Oh, but that's these are, true, yeah. Yeah, you know, her pronouncements to Robin that, you know, she's going to be a life coach, a marine biologist, a slam poet, a <laughs> beekeeper. And this one clearly she tries out because she comes back all stung up and not a beekeeper. Right. Um, and then we get Robin <laughs> reporting that her newest um, aspiration is singing in a punk rock band. And then this is where we find out, um, you know, Ted asks the question we've been asking, well, what's she been doing for money? And Robin lets slip that she's been waitressing at Big Wave Luau.
0: Which is is a theme (laughs) restaurant. And Life Coach, is that still a big thing, do you think? I remember that was really big, like, ten years ago.
1: I feel like it's still a thing. Maybe it's kind of morphed into, like, Instagram influencer (laughs) slash blog.
0: (laughs) Lifestyle website. Right. Is there anything more arrogant than to call yourself a life coach and that you think you've got this world so beat that you can guide other people into that same direction? I think it's not a horrible idea, and obviously people have made a living doing it. But, uh, yeah, I think it is really arrogant to to place yourself in uh, Let me tell you how you should live your life.
1: Especially Lily and everything she's been through in the last six months.
0: Do you think you'd make a good life coach?
1: I mean... A little bit of doing mental health service work is life coaching. That's to true. To some degree. So I'd say a little bit. <laughs> I might be okay at it.
0: I would be good at helping people organize their life, but I wouldn't be a good life coach because I don't know what it's like to suffer from depression and have you know anxiety. And there there's things people deal with that I can't.
1: You'd just be like, just...
0: Just be, awesome yeah. Stop Stop and and just be
1: awesome
0: instead. Stop being anxious and be awesome instead.
1: Follow Barney's recommendations.
0: And I think in my 20s and maybe even into my 30s, I kind of thought that way, that you just need to like retune your cognitive interpretation of how information's coming to you and you know just make the decision to do that. And that's really, you know, we, we sort so of... So it's
1: a good thing you didn't go into um, therapy or...
0: <laughs> well, I probably would have learned this <laughs> if I had gone into therapy and been trained in it. But as it stands, um, if, you, if you've never really suffered from depression, it's hard to empathize because you, you just don't understand how it weighs on people and, you know, having high anxiety and things of that nature. It's hard to fathom when you don't suffer from it yourself.
1: Some sort of backdoor brag going on there.
0: Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I'm a happy person. Happiness comes easy.
1: I mean, we have an adorable bulldog. What's there to be upset about? Hmm. So they all decide to go to Big Wave Luau and watch Lily in action.
0: I like how, before they go, Ted said, Oh, you mean that place with those embarrassing outfits? And Robin's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to re record, recorrect the course on this one.
1: And it's too late.
0: <laughs> but they go. And we, we cut to Big Wave Luau, and the gang is sitting there anxiously waiting for Lily to come out. I guess they must have asked to be in her section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. When she sees them, Oh, crap. <laughs> And Robin has to apologize. Marshall takes a Polaroid.
1: As Barney's like, "Oh, we were just in the neighborhood. We didn't even know you'd be here." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ted. I, like, Ted's really negging her here. Like, that's not how you're supposed to greet a customer.
0: What's the What's the big wave luau greeting?
1: <laughs> Aloha, island visitors. The big wave brought you to our humble luau. For that, we thank you. Or in my native tongue, Mahalo.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> and then it turns out that she also has a fake um, Hawaiian name.
0: Oh, that wasn't in the TV version.
1: Oh, it wasn't? Yes. No. Anu, uh, it's hard, I, I don't know, how, I'm not going to say this right. Anuheya, which means cool and fragrant, much like any of our 12 specialty drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Robin said she won't tease her, but unfortunately... It is her birthday today, so, well, so she's going to pull that that old chestnut. They're
1: going to need to bring out the big Hawaiian drum. And just the way she says it with such a glee.
0: I, I assume that you and your friends pulled this crap all the time at restaurants, uh, that it was one of your birthdays, either by prank or because just you guys agreed it would be funny to do.
1: No, I think we would do it when it was our birthdays.
0: Oh, no, so me and my friends, it would be a thing where you and some friends go out to get some dinner somewhere where they are where they famously do a happy birthday thing and Mm -hmm. one of you sneaks off and says it's one of the other people's birthdays and then so they come out doing the birthday thing and you're not sure who got nailed on this but
1: no we didn't do that and then that person (laughs)
0: kind of turns red and doesn't and you don't tell because you don't want to get your buddy right in trouble for this but i wonder what the percentage of birthday (laughs) celebration at these places are authentic and which ones are little pranks Good well question. we may never know. <laughs> we cut to McLarence, and Marshall's coming in and talking about how or coming in and complaining about his law professor. And Ted says, "Wait, I thought this semester was going to be cake, because I remember you pointing at a piece of cake and saying, "Dude, my semester's going to be this."." <laughs> but his professor just got divorced. He thinks she needs to get laid. I wrote down when." When he said that, like what? No Hawaiian restaurant laid reference somehow. Yeah,
1: I mean we get it a little bit later. We do, yeah. I think yeah, they could have incorporated that. I I wonder if they thought
0: about it and then said, wait, I got another one that we'll do later. We don't want to have both, right? There was no. I don't think there was going to be any way to make it funny. And I think in season one they probably would have said something like that. Yeah, because we we did get a laid joke, and not a lily wearing a laid kind of thing.
1: Right. And so, of course, Barney jumps on this, even though he knows nothing about this law professor. But he decides that this is going to be a new challenge for him.
0: Now, isn't this pretty non-canonical with Barney that he would go, that he would try and hook up with somebody over the age of 30? I mean, that sort of becomes his cutoff later on.
1: Yeah, but he's also always down for a challenge. So I guess that kind of superseded that rule, especially since Marshall does agree that, you know, she is kind of hot. So if he had said, like, no, she's old and frumpy, then he probably wouldn't have bothered.
0: Barney introduces the cougar reference to the gang. It seems like a a term they hadn't heard it before.
1: Yeah, and so that was my question. So you're saying, like, you guys were talking about that in your 20s, which was obviously before this show. I don't remember. When did that term really start popping into use?
0: And, I mean, I was just barely out of my 20s when this episode would have aired, Hmm, okay.
1: So So maybe it was around the, in the 2000s at some point.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would have been 21 in 97, so... Um, and this was 2006, mm-hmm. give or take. So, you know, somewhere probably right in between there is when people were saying it a lot. I wonder if people are still saying it. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Well, I haven't heard it in at least pop culture in a while, I feel like.
0: Marshall's not interested in this. <laughs> We get our first, you know, Barney accepting a challenge that no one put out there.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, he
0: says, I accept your challenge instead of challenge accepted, which becomes the right. the ongoing term for this. But here's our landmark moment where we get the first one. Right. And Marshall saying as he usually does. Right.
1: I didn't challenge you to that.
0: Yeah, which is the typical follow-up to him saying this as we go forward.
1: Right. And I did, um, there's a bad joke from Ted in here that's probably going to be my least favorite joke of the mm-hmm. episode where after Barney explains the definition of a cougar who's usually in their 40s or 50s, not in their 30s, Steve. Um, Ted asks, who. what's a woman in their 60s or 70s? A turtle, which hopefully was cut out because that was a bad joke. It wasn't. That was there. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I, I just wrote down the word turtle, but I wasn't even going to mention it, actually. I didn't yeah. do, except for it being a bad joke. Yeah,
1: that's the only reason I mention it because that's probably going to be my least favorite joke.
0: Yeah, that was really bad. It was <laughs> very bad. <laughs> I remember there was sort of a term of women... I think we always considered women, like, you know, mid to late 30s into, you know, through their 40s as cougars. And then I feel like there was another term for women that were, like, 50 and up. Hmm. But I can't remember what we used to say. It certainly wasn't turtles. (laughs) Nothing sexy about a turtle.
1: I guess that was the point.
0: Unless you're into, like, the Mitch McConnell look.
1: Ew. Don't bring him into my podcast, please.
0: All right. Lily enters. Lily enters.
1: She, so here's where we get our lay joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lily enters and she quit. Too many people needing a lay. Marshall says classic.
1: classic.
0: <laughs> Robin suggests that Ted hire Lily because he needs a new assistant because someone just quit. And <laughs> we get an <laughs> office flashback of Ted with his buddies talking about going out to lunch. There's a girl sitting at a desk opening her lunch and she has a whole chicken on like a pile of lettuce. <laughs>
1: And so Ted thinks it's awesome Because she brought lunch for everybody And that is not what was happening
0: Yeah, she runs off Yeah Hurt by this
1: And Uh, I feel like this is such a weirdly specific thing I feel like this had to have happened to somebody (laughs) Could be I don't know, I was just thinking about that. Like, what a weird thing to just randomly think of.
0: And nobody brings everybody lunch, (laughs) unless there's, like, a potluck thing going on. So it was a a really huge leap for him to make.
1: (laughs) Right. And some, you know, some people would make that joke at somebody's expense. He was not doing that. I think he was clearly, like, thinking that she did bring it for everybody, but she quit because he hurt her feelings. However, inadvertent it was.
0: And they get into a bit of a debate as to how wrong what he said was at the bar, and he points out that she did have twelve sides, and then we get sort of a bad Barney joke You're about bashed
1: figure, real class.
0: It wasn't gr- it wasn't bad, but it was it was okay. <laughs> as it. as I would normally say, it didn't make me laugh, and it was sort of borderline. Okay, we don't make fun of people's weight anymore. It doesn't that doesn't hold up. That's Bernie's point. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they got far enough without having to say it, right? right? I mean, yeah. So I think it was probably good for the time, but um, I think they could have way gone away without having to, you know, go that go that extra mile.
1: Well, I think they had to mention the twelve sides because otherwise, like you said, like just a chicken on a bed of lettuce does not necessarily indicate lunch for everybody.
0: True. We go to Ted's office. Ted's showing Lily around, and he shows her the penis building.
1: (laughs) And, you know, Lily doesn't understand how Mr. Druthers doesn't see that it's clearly a penis, and it's got the, and the way it, and the two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if there's an elevator going up the middle of it to make it look veiny. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Too far? Too far. (laughs) So as she's getting ready to describe it, Druthers enters and Isn't it isn't it's, it wonderful or Yeah,
1: it and Lily's starting it's just and he swoops in with spectacular.
0: He has a lot of flair on his entrance here and of course yeah. we, he, we we get Brian uh Cranston. Brian Cranston here as we described him in past episodes, you know, getting ready for this. And he's absolutely he just it out of the park here. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
1: he's so good. She says,
0: nice to meet you. He said, Isn't it? This was very Sandy Rivers-esque. He's got a yeah. lot of similarities with Sandy Rivers in this episode. Yeah. Just being completely non-self-aware. <laughs> and then we get Druthers being really condescending to Ted about yeah, like a balcony design. <laughs> Do you want to be an architect? I am an I am architect. An architect. This <laughs> my kid plays or my niece plays with Legos. Is she an architect? <laughs> Should I do this to when I my new guy, my employee starts? and like He's having a little trouble. Do you want to be an account executive? I am an account executive. Well, my son sells lemonade in front of our house. Is he an account executive?
1: I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think it works out well for Mr. Druthers.
0: <laughs> well, I, I didn't see the ending of this episode, so I don't know. <laughs> I just assume.
1: Everything works out. Everything works
0: out for Druthers.
1: I mean, it is his firm or his architecture firm. So,
0: I don't think it is because he gets demoted so easily later on. I thought he's just their star architect.
1: I thought at one point we heard the the firm's name and it was he was part of it. But
0: oh, he might have been a partner, but he might must have been a junior partner because
1: right. If they can, they,
0: first of him. all, they demote him to work on Ted's team, and mm-hmm. then when Tim wants to fire him, the the 120 year old guy that's a part of <laughs> right. there is like, go ahead and fire him and fire that. T-
1: fire fire Mosby, that- too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's
0: pretty good. So Druther wants Ted to, to work on foam trees, styrofoam trees for the outside. And I like how Lily goes, man, that guy's a total, and then points at the building. <laughs> we still never get to see the building.
1: No, we never do. Um, I
0: wonder if there's a way they could have shown it without it being too offensive.
1: Right. Well, Tyler was watching the episode with me again, and he wanted to see what the building looked like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was downstairs, and I could hear him laughing all the way through the episode, but I kind of imagine he's just laughing every time the laugh track comes
1: on. Pretty much. Um, but we do also have to point out, yeah, you know, Mr. Druthers is being a bit of a jerk and mentions, um, you know, sometimes in life you have to get the trees just right or you're fired. Yeah. So a little bit of pressure on Ted at the moment.
0: To get the trees right. yeah. All right, we go to the law school, and they really lean heavily on this on the safari metaphor here.
1: The cougar aspect of it all. Well,
0: the, yeah. the safari thing where they're you know they're looking through the trees, which I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And we meet Jane Seymour,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, who is most famous originally for being Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, and then uh, you know more recently Wedding Crashers. Although that's mm-hmm. starting to get so far behind us now that
1: but I think it was around this same time.
0: And I got to say, like, her being an attractive woman is kind of more on display in her later years Mm -hmm. as an actress than it was when she was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman.
1: Wasn't Dr. Quinn, like, from the 1800s or something?
0: I think it was more prairie, like, 1900s. Okay. But I didn't watch it, so I couldn't say for sure. But I remember telling you, I think, on our pilot episode of our podcast, that the first time I saw... An advertisement for how I met your mother mm-hmm. was when uh, there was a shot of Barney in bed with Jane Seymour, and I thought she was one of the mother- the other characters' mothers gotcha. a- and the story was about it right. yeah, so you know we're at that episode now. I think right. when we referenced it, we were like that's way down the road yeah. i don 't think I realized it was this early, and I think you said the same
1: thing, mm-hmm.
0: although it had to be him you know Marshall in law school, so right. as you would say, it would stand a reason that it was in. One of the earlier seasons. Yeah, I can't
1: remember when Marshall graduates. I guess because he's in his third year now. So yeah, maybe he's gonna graduate soonish.
0: Okay, as I said, Marshall and Barney are approaching a bush, and they're playing up the whole safari metaphor.
1: Right, talking the, about her as a, as if she were an actual cougar.
0: Yeah, and he goes through the cougar. I like the way Barney's talking through this. He's got sort of a, a very. Like.
1: Animal Planet narrator kind of thing going
0: on. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. I, there was a certain rhythm to it that I kind of thought was funny. Um, but you know, her hair has the current style as you know, a camouflage. Her blouse shows maximum cleavage. Uh, I won't go into everything he says. <laughs> Claws long and sharp to ward off rival females or open alimony checks. <laughs> I, like that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like that joke that much, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. Um, I like how he goes, yeah, this one's a butte. <laughs> and Marshall's having second thoughts, but I like Barney's follow-up of, Marshall, who, who do you want giving you tat? Who would you rather have grading your papers, a savage man-eating jungle cat or a purring satisfied kitty? First. Although I don't love Marshall's comeback of, go mountain stuff that cougar.
1: It's a very vulgar.
0: Yeah, it is a bit. It <laughs> wasn't that funny. Like, uh, you can be as offensive as you want if you are really funny. Right. There's there's a curve of that of, it's sort of like the crazy hot curve of, right. you can be this offensive if you're this funny. It's like a Dave Chappelle thing where he can still be really offensive because he's so funny about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, it's an obvious joke that really fits into the style of what they're doing with this, like you know, safari-themed conversation, but yeah, it was, it was Fairly vulgar for a sitcom.
0: Barney approaches with a Italian accent as Luigi, and she just wants him to cut to it. He says that you know he wants her, so I like I do like her euphemisms of schoolwork and sex. So you know, my place, two hours. Don't be tardy. Yeah, that's
1: good.
0: Like just like Brian Cranston, she really knocks her this performance out of the out of the ballpark as
1: well. Yeah, do we need to? I mean, I don't know how many people are following us chronologically. Do we need to go into who Brian Cranston is again? Um. Well, and I guess what we didn't talk about is that, you know, Brian Cranston.
0: We talked about him last week, but yeah, no, we, I don't think we have to go, uh, maybe just mention it, but. Right.
1: Well, uh, yeah, Brian Cranston, most notably from Breaking Bad fame, but prior to Breaking Bad, he was um, a pretty well known comedic actor. He was the dad in Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Yeah, that was sort of his big break, but he before that he became well known as the dentist on Seinfeld.
1: Right in the dentist on Seinfeld. So okay, yeah. But yeah just in case you don't listen chronologically, yeah, you know, Brian Cranston is a very very good actor, and you know, definitely took a turn um, for the dramatic with Breaking Bad.
0: Mm-hmm. And he he's sort of sh- shifted into doing movies now, although he's not really starring in them. He's usually. You know, the second or third lead or fourth Mm -hmm. lead in them now. All right. We're at McLaren's, and there's a bunch of talk about druthers, and there's some fun play with words of Ted talking about how, well, he's under a lot of pressure, so it's caused him to be a little testy.
1: You know, crotchety.
0: (laughs) Don't be too hard on him.
1: And he has a very straight face here, so I don't know, like, it. Usually, I don't think he's doing it on purpose, right, and usually this is the kind of thing that Ted is full in you know for making it and then everyone's jokes. taking a
0: turn on it,
1: yeah, but this time it actually seemed like he was saying these things without By realizing accident. what he was saying, and yeah, the girls are just laughing at him
0: and Robin mentions Ted's design, mm-hmm. or no or was it Lily that mentions
1: no, Robin asks if he's shown Lily the design yet, and yeah mentions it doesn't look at all like male genitalia, at least not healthy male genitalia.
0: And I wonder if Ted's design is good, or it's just good compared to what brothers <laughs> put together. Right. I don't, when he eventually designs the New York City building uh, for... GMB. Yeah, GMB. It's not very, I don't like it. It's very plain, but, you know...
1: Maybe it's a minimalist
0: I I can't call out his <laughs> architecture skills. I've only seen one sample of his work. That's true. Um, but they, they're trying to urge him to pitch his idea, and he says just no. I don't know.
1: It's important that the firm doesn't blow it.
0: We're in. We, we jump over to the professor's bed, and Barney's exhausted and um,
1: pleased with what has happened.
0: And <laughs> he said it was incredible. She gives him a C minus.
1: I know we get a lot of this, you know, schoolwork metaphors. Yeah.
0: He pulled an (laughs) all-nighter.
1: And her um, appraisal is lacking at best. You didn't budget your time well. You glossed over some of the most important points. And your oral presentation was sloppy and inconclusive. Mm -hmm. Ouch.
0: Ted's office. (laughs)
1: Lily has been sent by Mr. Druthers, who is asked if he is making the trees or waiting for them to sprout on their own.
0: No, I thought that was a good joke. Now, they, <laughs> they sort of hammered Druthers on it that he waited for her to laugh, which <laughs> is a funny character beat on, on Druthers, but I actually thought that was a pretty funny joke that he made.
1: It's a funny joke if you're not being a jerk about it.
0: True. Oh, Lily's dress in this scene, the brown one, brown and mm-hmm. white one, I think it's really nice. I think she looks really great in it.
1: Yeah, I liked that one. I was also looking at her outfit when he's giving the speech about the baseball. I thought that was really cute too.
0: So Druthers we pointed this out maybe when I kinda of walked in and saw you watching it where Druthers re says the joke to Ted again. Mm. I don't think he I don't think they do that in the T V version. But anyways, um the trees are very green. He wants them to be brown, almost a brunette, Mm. which is a really great add-on here. That (laughs) It's really how clearly it's supposed to be. Right. Uh, And bushy. How how clearly and unconsciously it's pubic hair for
1: druthers. Yes. He wants the tower to rise from a thicket of wild, ungroomed brunette shrubbery.
0: So why don't we... Can you
1: picture it, Ted?
0: (laughs) I can't unpicture it. (laughs) So what's his problem? What's the deal? What's what's going on with druthers here? Should should we analyze this a little bit? I wonder if the writers thought about this at all. And if they didn't, let's just try and diagnose it ourselves. We know he's going through... We eventually find out that he's going through some issues with his marriage.
1: Yeah, but I think at this point... Well, I mean, I guess it depends how long a marriage has been faltering for. But if you're to the point of like presenting it to the client, I guess you've been working on this for a while.
0: And he was a famous architect from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't... It wasn't this episode, but in the next one that they show him, they, like, show flashbacks of, like, him on magazine covers. And he's <laughs> with kinda, a
1: mullet. <laughs> and he's kind of
0: dressed as, like, Miami Vice, <laughs> with a Miami Vice look. But, you know, he's, he's past his prime. And he's clearly, you know, unconsciously creating this thing that looks like the male genitalia. And even when he describes it, it's not – how could you compare this to the male genitalia? Like, he's even describing male genitalia in such a beautiful way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the organ of love. <laughs> yeah, it's...
0: One of them says he's overcompensating, I guess maybe Lily or Robin. But that's a little too simple. There's there's something going on with this guy. <laughs> that's...
1: Maybe he's been in architecture for so long that he's just trying to see what he can get away with. Like, let me make a building that looks a lot like a penis and we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> you know, I guess when you're an artist, an image or a shape inspires what you do and so I don't know maybe the marriage is bad so he's had to um vacuum alone or what do we there's some sort of term we used before of doing it by yourself
1: well there's the read a magazine that Barney misinterprets to mean
0: <laughs> oh they, to do that. they they made a, some other mention of it of but I did it by myself um but oh
1: it, um drum solo or something.
0: Yeah, that's it. It was the drum solo. So maybe Druthers is doing so many drum solos with his marriage not working <laughs> out very well that inspired Yeah, him. That, that's sort of inspired him to create um to to erect a oops. <laughs> a building to honor it. Okay, I think we solved this.
1: All right. Mission accomplished. And then Druthers realizes that his baseball signed 3 times by Pete Rose is missing.
0: And Why does he keep bringing the same baseball back to Pete Rose?
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: Did you get? Did you read?
1: <laughs> did he have Pete Rose sign it three times in one? In one? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that was
0: the possibility of like, hey, anyone can get a ball signed because they just get it signed three times in one sitting. From
1: <laughs> no, my assumption is he is a big Pete Rose fan, so he's been to see him three times, and every time he has him signed his baseball. Now is Pete Rose still alive? He's dead, isn't he?
0: Oh, no, I think he's still alive. Oh, okay. I didn't look it up.
1: So maybe, maybe by now he's had it signed a few more times.
0: If, and if people aren't aware of who Pete Rose is, and, you know, Jed and I aren't huge baseball nope. fans nor historians, but he was, you know, one of the greatest baseball players of all time who ruined his career by gambling on baseball games. And I don't even think he was necessarily gambling on the games he was in, but any sort of gambling on your own sport uh, it caused him to be kicked out of the league and there's a lot of arguments obviously that you know even Druthers is making that um he should be in should the be Hall, in the of, Hall fame. of Fame, but they've lack they they've not done that because of the marred history of his how his career ended.
1: So I'm thinking of a thirty rock joke <laughs> Liz <Pete> Lemon <laughs> people thought it was a Dorothy Hamill, it was actually Pete
0: Yeah, Rose. he did sort of have that same Dorothy Hamill haircut where it was kind of a bowl cut. In the 80s. I want to say he played for the Cincinnati Reds, mostly. Mm -hmm. I do know that. And did you pick up the fun fact about Pete Rose a little more in connection with this episode? No. He actually got arrested or charged with tax evasion because he was selling memorabilia and signatures and then not claiming on his taxes. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, so Druthers is a part of that, somehow.
0: Um... Ted had asked Lily to put away the paints, and when he goes back to get the paints, he finds the Pete Rose baseball.
1: Yeah. But just to go back, you know, Mr. Druthers is really mad about this, and Ted's, you know, just trying to exit and says, Yeah, I'm going to get back to the trees. <laughs> is like, That's just busy work. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Ted here, inspiring as always, sir. <laughs> and then that's when he goes back and looks for the paint to, I guess, paint the trees brown, and then sees that Lily took the baseball.
0: Yeah, and Druthers really doesn't like Ted's work. I mean, that that is canon. <laughs> right. Because in the later episode, you know, he's giving him a hard time about the columns, and in this case he was saying, you know... In this case he was saying something about the balcony that he designed. He right. didn't like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's not a fan so of Ted's fan. architecture. All right. So Lillian and Ted are at McLaren's, and Ted asks, you yeah. <laughs> know... Why is Mr. Druthers' ball in there? And Lily has an easy explanation. She took it.
0: Yeah, we, we learn about Aldrin Justice as the titular piece of this episode.
1: Yeah, so Lily goes through essentially her rationale for why she took it. You know, essentially we get a bunch of flashbacks of Mr. Druthers just being a terrible person to everybody in the office. He's, yeah, behaving
0: badly. Even to his mother. Or he's behaving badly, or is he
1: breaking bad. Ooh, that's deep.
0: I'm really proud of that. <laughs>
1: that's yeah, my favorite joke of the he episode.
0: He insults a sandwich guy and crushes the sandwich on him. He's you know, didn't do anything for his mother's birthday. And then of course the best part. <laughs> Can I do this one?
1: Yeah, of
0: course. So there's he's standing in front of a little kid with an ice cream cone in the office for some reason. He <laughs> knocks the cone out of his hand and he's like, what, oh, are you going to cry? Little baby going to cry? Is a little crybaby going to cry? Baby gonna cry? <laughs> I, like, I'm, Lily's like, okay, I may have exaggerated that last part, but did any of that happen? <laughs> she exaggerated it, but it, did some part of that, like I could see maybe if he bumped into the kid and knocked a kid's ice cream cone right. on the floor, and then just kept going.
1: Right, <laughs> that's a good question.
0: So, as I go through these episodes mm-hmm. and watch them, I you know mark down what I, the parts that I think are funny, and then I kind of circle the one where I think it's going to be my favorite joke. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, not I don't remember. I'm looking at it. I circled this one because I was like, oh, this is going to be my favorite joke of him knocking the mm-hmm. <laughs> the ice cream cone out. But then it gets replaced by another one, and then. Finally, my best jokes at the end. I was like, "No, this is it." That's what's great about this episode is I, had, you know, I kept replacing the best joke, mm-hmm. and so you know, him knocking that ice cream cone out was one of my favorite things I've ever seen up till now on How I Met Your Mother. You know, through the episodes we've rewatched, <laughs> really? and then it gets beaten twice by two more things, and we'll get to those. At any rate, so Lily gives an example, you know, with kindergarten, kindergartners as a teacher, she takes away kids' toys. Ted said that doesn't hold up because they know why their toy's being taken away. Druthers doesn't, but Lily left a note.
1: <laughs> well, you missed the good part. That Then Robin joins in, and Ted you know, complains that Lily stole the baseball, but you know, his boss's baseball, and <laughs> Robin immediately knows what's going on. Like, oh, was he being mean? Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> and and
1: explains, yeah, it's Lily's own personal form of justice, like the time at the gap.
0: Yeah, she stole pants and gave him to Ted for his birthday. Or Robin gave him to Ted for his birthday.
1: It's so a Ted... Ask, yeah, <laughs> is a little upset. He's been walking around in stolen khakis, and Lily points out that they're not stolen; they're justice khakis. And I like, which comes back into play a little bit later.
0: Ted's reference to Lily's prolonged nervous breakdown that she's going through, <laughs> right? We go but, to the-
1: you know, he's making a good point. Like this is his job. Like his, you know, not just his job. He's not like I don't want to diminish anybody's profession, but he's not just temporarily waitressing somewhere. Yeah, you know, this is his actual career. And how dare you? I know, no. I, <laughs> so I kind of caught myself midway through here, but I think there's a difference. You know, if you're a career server, that's one thing, but that's clearly not what Lily's been doing. So that that was my comparison you know, to Lily kind of bouncing jobs. But this is Ted's actual. You know, he went to school for this. He got licensed for this. This is his actual job.
0: Yeah, this was never going to work. Right, Ted's Right. <laughs> Yes, it makes sense that this works with kindergartners, and we do this with Tyler quite a bit if we we take things away from him Mm -hmm. when he's misbehaving. Now, it doesn't stop him from never misbehaving. It won't with any kindergartners. But that being said, this won't work with an adult with such an ego issue as him and Druthers has. And things work out in the end, but that has nothing to do with the baseball.
1: Right. Um, So he points that out, but then I do like Lily here at the end. You know, you've lost the ball. I don't like your tone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're at the apartment Marshall comes in or Barney comes in and Marshall right away says hey by the way we had a pop quiz and I got a C minus on it and I like that it's the exact grade she gave <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I Barney <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the end of the we see this happens a couple times so so he knows how it went and Marshall's you claim to have so much sex I only assumed you were good at it <laughs>
1: yeah that's one of my favorites of the episode
0: Barney says he miscalculated he thought she was going to be a fragile old woman uh but tonight he'll make her his pet and he her master.
1: Yeah, and Marshall's just, you yeah, know, this is not helping. Please stop. <laughs> we know Barney. Barney's not going to be able to do no, that. he has to win. Yeah, exactly.
0: And we, we cut to bed at the professor's house <laughs> where they're, you know, obviously post-coital, and Barney's looking longingly at <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm falling in love with you. And she's like, oh, God.
1: Was that your first time?
0: <laughs> Although that would explain a lot. <laughs> No, so that replaced the last <laughs> joke as what I thought was going to be the best joke, is that exchange between them right mm-hmm. there. And he's like, what? she's like, what? We, we had sex yesterday. You had sex yesterday. I was, renew- I was rewriting the spring <laughs> syllabus. <laughs> I think we get this again. I think maybe this is her issue. She's very focused on being a professor and schoolwork while they're having sex. We get a reference to it again. I think maybe the problem isn't Barney. Maybe it's that she's really not focusing on the sex.
1: Maybe he needs to be better at his job and then she'll be able to focus on other things.
0: Well, maybe he's doing the best he can, but they've been married for a fairly long time and have a kid that's constantly bugging them. Never mind. You're talking about the show.
1: That was a bit. Our second <laughs> was <just> fine.
0: <laughs> okay. We're back at the office. Ted wants a little Ted wants to return the ball and he's trying to pull Lily into his plan to do it and she's just no. And then Druthers calls the meeting, reads <laughs> Lily's note, and within it it mentions that, you know, if you do not change your behavior, not only will the ball not come back, but your your iPod may shuffle off and Lily nudges Ted and is pretty pleased with that line <laughs> that she exactly. delivered.
1: And I like Druthers here's Pete, Pete Rose, Pete Rose, Pete Rose baseball. <laughs>
0: And for a second, it seems like he may go Lily's way, but mm-hmm. in, then he instead threatens to fire three people an hour. Now, that there's just there doesn't seem any way he'd actually do that or be allowed to do that. He'd get some pretty hefty lawsuits lob, lobbed against him for this. But you would think. But if they're if they're on the edge of going out of business, they may they may have to let go of people anyway. So he may actually have
1: gotten away with it. Good question. <laughs> and Lily doesn't take this seriously at all. and just says, you yeah, know, bye bye iPod.
0: Right. She's she's ready to double down on this. And Ted wants her to cave. And she won't give in. So he fires her. And I'm like, how she gives him the ball here. At least you have one now. Right. That was a good line.
1: Yeah. And there's another good line from Ted a little bit earlier that, you know, because saying, you know, it's just a tantrum. I mean, you know, brings up kindergarten again. And Ted's getting mad. You know, this isn't kindergarten. Mr. Druthers is an adult and he wants his ball back.
0: hmm. All right, we get to McLaren. Barney's fueling up for round three. He's got his power <laughs> bar, and he says he makes reference to um, John Cougar Mellicamp. I'm going to.
1: Gonna get rid of the Cougar?
0: Yeah, I wrote down the, the, the reference to it. I, I wonder if. I don't know what age all of our listeners are. That <laughs> right. you don't get as much John Cougar Mellencamp on satellite radio as you used to, unless you listen to the '80s station. But <laughs> Jack and Diane, Little Pink Houses—he was a really, really popular rock star of the '80s. They
1: that used Ryan to be called.
0: He used to be called John Cougar Mellencamp, and now he just goes by John Mellencamp. I'm not sure why he took the cougar out.
1: Hard to say. It's not a perfect metaphor, because he's going to get rid of the cougar. What does that mean?
0: Yeah, that's why I, when I look back at what I wrote down, I was like, now I can't remember po- what he possibly could have said that would have made sense.
1: <laughs> and, you know, he's you know making a joke, and Marshall's just deadpan. Like, Marshall's not amused by this. This is really negatively impacting Marshall.
0: Yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> we, we're in the professor's hallway as Barney's coming up, and carrying sort of like an empty four-pack of Red Bull, <laughs> and... She opens the door and, you know, doesn't really want to deal with this. She says she teaches all day. It's the last thing she wants to do at night. He says he was taking it easy on her or he didn't want to, you know, her to break a hip or anything. And we come back to that reference. <laughs> right.
1: Put a pin in that.
0: Yeah. He gives and, a speech. Go ahead.
1: Well, and I was going to say, and so here's where I think you were talking about, you know, um... She mentions the like, fine. You know, he can start while she finishes grading some papers.
0: Right. So <laughs> that's where I think some of the issue lies. But we won't dig <laughs> too deep on that. We're back at the office, and the clients are coming in. Yeah,
1: Big exciting time. <laughs> we finally, see the building.
0: And he wants brother wants them to sit up towards the front. He wants the building to really smack them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a glaring reference.
1: <laughs> so immature.
0: And I'm picture it.
1: <laughs> um, then we get some back and forth between Ted and Druthers I guess, yeah. You know. Ted has told him that Lily was the thief. Lily's been fired. Um, and you know, oh, you that
0: wasn't say, in the TV version. Okay. Oh, it wasn't. No.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Essentially, you know, we, we find out that Ted ratted out Lily. Lily was fired, and you know, Druthers mentions, you know, you might say that Lily was mentally deranged. Say it, Ted. <laughs> so Ted has to say it and then you might say it loud enough for everyone to hear so Ted says it again and is <laughs> like oh that's a bit harsh don't you think Ted
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's not bad I'm surprised the yeah, TV it was, cut it it was pretty good I liked it the clients coming in are you know from a major banking and financial services uh, company in Spokane 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 yeah that's right uh, and we get Mac from Night Court
1: oh <laughs> I didn't catch that
0: Charles Robinson himself.
1: Oh, lots of guest stars.
0: And I've seen him in a lot of other things, but mostly he's known as Mac from Night Court. And as soon as they show him the, the building, that's a penis.
1: <laughs> and Druthers is aghast. No, There's no way this majestic tower can be confused with the male organ of love.
0: Which we mentioned before. I said, <laughs> we're not making a penis. Any other ideas? Druthers says...
1: You said uh, you wanted Hammond Druthers. <laughs> this is Hammond. And
0: now we get what eventually became my favorite joke of the whole episode. <laughs> well, hats off to your lady friends, but I'm not making that building.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorites too. It was really good. Um and so Ted has worn his Justice khakis and has been inspired, so he decides to show the client his uh his design.
0: The linkage between the Justice khakis and him making that decision don't really add up. I mean, I'm, we're, I'm glad we went in this direction, but
1: yeah, this wasn't justice. It wasn't
0: justice.
1: <laughs> but it was bravery. <laughs> yeah, that's not a,
0: that's not a one-to-one. It <laughs> doesn't work. I liked it still. <laughs> we're at McLaren's and Robin's toasting to Ted, and we get another one of these lines that we <laughs> right. like, where the youngest person to design a building over 70 stories, Probably. probably.
1: And everyone's probably... I
0: think, we're ju- I think we, were ju- we were just talking about that last episode. Yeah. And I like how there's like a dozen people here toasting that we've never seen before. <laughs> right. It's very sitcom-y.
1: I mean, maybe it's some people from his job.
0: Oh, maybe. Ted thanks Lily and she gives him his screws back from his chair that would have <laughs> fallen apart. They used to be a big gag back in the like, 80s or so that you'd take the screws out of somebody's chair so when they sit in it, it falls down.
1: That's not very
0: nice. And she's going back to teaching.
1: Yep, she's figured it out. That Kindergarten is where she belongs.
0: We're at the hospital now. Barney's in bed, in a hospital bed, and the professor's smoking a cigarette in the hospital. <laughs> now, <laughs> I like,
1: don't think you could ever do that.
0: I think like 70s, maybe <laughs> 60s, like maybe in the waiting room. But yeah, not in the 2000s, not in the 90s. I don't even think in the 80s. She broke his hip. She seems pretty proud of this. <laughs> and he says, it's nah, not. It's dislocated temporarily. Yeah.
1: When he's done with his eight weeks of physical therapy.
0: <laughs> we get another kind of sitcom thing where she greets Marshall, who shows up, and strangely doesn't care how he knows Barney. Right. She's like, Marshall, I just graded your paper. B+. And then looks... <laughs> As she's saying, she's looking over at Barney,
1: (laughs) and this is when Barney mentions he's gonna get him the A after his eight weeks of physical therapy.
0: (laughs) And then we get then a not so great joke about it was still an amazing safari. I'll show you guys the slides. (laughs) Right, very cheesy. Okay, what was your favorite joke? Because you're probably gonna have more than one. And. Chicken out.
1: Well, my favorite scene slash jokes is the whole big wave luau where they're all just like messing with her the whole time. I really liked that. Uh,
0: I didn't like that scene very much.
1: Well, that's why this is my favorite joke, not your favorite joke.
0: What was your least favorite?
1: Uh, The Ted turtle for women in their 60s and 70s. I
0: think my least favorite... I think my least favorite was the Robin saying it's her birthday at the luau. (laughs) <laughs> Big wave luau And I, I didn't think That was a very good You know Add on to what They were already How they were already Teasing her That's funny Yeah that was one Of my favorites <laughs> How are we Even a couple Hard to say. Alright next week Swirly Swirly Oh we forgot to mention That The ranking Oh, yeah. Alright so what do you think Was this a top 20 Episode for me Yes It wasn't Ooh Okay But it is a top 50 episode Okay I have it ranked at 45, okay, which is the second highest ranked episode that we've had so far. Although way back from Brunch, which was 18. And IMDb had it rated at uh, 8.1. So that's, you know, again, sort of a middling you
1: Well, know, You claim to like season two so much, but yet only one of the episodes has been top 20.
0: Yeah, but season one barely broken to the top 100s so this is I think everything so far has been in the top 100 except for maybe the first except for maybe the first uh, season episode but it's uh, it's crushing season one clearly
1: yeah. oh definitely
0: and Swirly's a great episode too I'm yeah, really looking forward to amazing. that um, where can people find us and reach us
1: you can find us at runklerecaps.com, email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com, find us on Twitter at runkle and on Instagram at underscore how I met your podcast underscore. Alright,
0: well, I have to go show Jen this Lego building that I built.
1: Are you an architect?
0: No, but uh, it's very tall.
1: Oh no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs>
0: Thanks everyone so much for tuning in again. I hope everyone's doing well and staying healthy, and hopefully uh, some of this humor is getting you through it.
1: Yeah, be safe. Listen to podcasts. Social distance.
0: Oh come on! Don't 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 list the things people should be doing right now. We're Wait, not. I said
1: be safe and listen to podcasts.
0: We're not. We're not celebrities on on uh, YouTube right
1: now. I didn't say they had to listen to just our podcast. They can listen to lots of podcasts.
0: No, but I was making reference to, you know, all these celebrities telling us what we need to be doing right now because we couldn't figure it out ourselves.
1: So I'm not a celebrity? <laughs> all right. And on that. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. Be safe. Bye.